Chapter Six, Ippers, by Arthur Conan Doyle, read for LibriVox.org, by Greg Giordano, Newport Ritchie, Florida. Ippers, September, nineteen fifteen. Push on, my lord of Württemberg, across the Flemish fen. See where the lore of Ippers calls you. There's just one ragged British line of plumer's weary men. It's true they held you off before, but venture it again. Come, try your luck, whatever fate befalls you. You've been some little time, my lord, perhaps you scarce remember. The far-off early days of that resistance, was it in October last, or was it in November? And now the leaves are turning, and you stand in mid-September, still staring at the belfry in the distance. Can you recall the fateful day, a day of drifting skies, when you started on the famous Calais onset? Can it be the warlord blundered when he urged the enterprise? For surely it's a weary while since first before your eyes that old belfry rose against the sunset you held council at your quarters when the budding alexanders and the pickle-hobbed caesars gave their reasons was there one amongst that bristle-headed circle of commanders ever ventured the opinion that a little town of flanders would hold you pounded here through all the seasons you all clasped hands upon it you would break the British line. You would smash a road to westward with your host. The howitzers should thunder, and the Yulin lances shine, till Calais heard the blaring of the distant Wacht am Rhein. As you topped the grassy uplands of the coast, said the Graf von Fowressen, it's a fact beyond discussion that man to man we can outfight the foe. There is valor in the French, there is patience in the Russian, but blend all warlike virtues, and you get the lordly Prussian. And the bristle-headed murmured, Dossest so, and the British cried another, They are mercenary cattle, without one noble impulse of the soul, degenerate and drunken, if the dollars chink and rattle, tis the only sort of music that will call them to the battle and all the bristle-headed cried ya vol and so next day your battle rolled across the men in plain where capper's men stood lonely to your wrath you broke him and you broke him but you broke him all in vain for he and his contemptibles kept closing up again and the khaki bar was still across your path and on the day when Gelevolt lay smoking in the sun, when von Deimling stormed so hotly in the van, you smiled as Haig reeled backwards, and you thought him on the run. But alas for dreams that vanish, for before the day was done, it was you, my lord of Württemberg, that ran. A dreary day was that, but another came more dreary, when the guard from Arras led your fierce attacks. Spruce and splendid in the morning 
or the Potsdam Grenadier, but not so spruce that evening when they staggered spent and weary. With those cursed British storming at their backs, you knew your spies had told you that the ranks were scant and thin, that the guns were short of shell and very few. By all Bernhardi's maxims you were surely bound to win. There's the open town before you, Haste, my lord, and enter in, or the warlord may have telegrams for you. Then came the rainy winter, when the price was ever dearer. Every time you neared the prize of which you dreamed, each day the belfry faced you, but you never brought it nearer. Each night you saw it clearly, but you never saw it clearer. Ah, what a weary time it must have seemed! At last there came the Easter, when you loosed the coward gases. Surely you have got the rascals now. You could see them spent and choking, as you watched them through your glasses. Yes, they choke, but never waver, and again the moment passes. Without one leaf of laurel for your brow. Then at Hooge you had them helpless, for their guns were one to ten and you blasted trench and traverse at your will. You had them dead and buried, but they still sprang up again. Donner Vetter, cried your lordship, Donner Vetter, cried your men, for the very ghosts were guarding Ipper still. Active, guards, reserve, men of every corps and name, that the bugles of the warlord muster in. Each in turn you tried them, but the story was the same. Play it how you would, my lord, you never won the game. No, never in a twelvemonth did you win. A year, my lord of Württemberg, a year, or nearly so, since first you faced the British vis-a-vis. -vis. You learned commandanten are the men who ought to know. But to ordinary mortals it would seem a trifle slow. If you really mean to travel to the sea, if you cannot straff the British, since they are straffing you so well, you can safely smash the town that lies so near. So it's down with arch and buttress, down with belfry and with bell, and it's hook the seven-seven that can drop the petrol shell. On the shrines that pious hands have loved to rear, fair Ippers was a relic of the soul of other days, a poet's dream, a wanderer's delight. We will keep it as a symbol of your brute Teutonic ways, that millions yet unborn may come and curse you as they gaze at this token of your impotence and spite. For shame, my lord of Württemberg, across the Flemish fen, see where the little army calls you. It's just the old familiar line of fifty thousand men. They've beat you once or twice, my lord, but venture it again. Come, try your luck, whatever fate befalls you. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.